Maryland school athletics are back. But within a week, two counties went from recommending vaccines to requiring them. I'm Luke Garrett. And I'm Loris Vitalniak. Last week in Maryland, Prince George's and Montgomery County schools said they would require student athletes to get vaccinated against COVID-19. Prior to that announcement, vaccination was optional, leaving athletes and staff to figure it out on their own. WTOP's Jose Umania talked to Prince George's County players and their coaches about this fall season and how the coronavirus continues to impact their sport. He takes us onto the field where players and teams are deciding whether to get the vaccine. So, Jose, on September 3rd, Maryland Public High Schools resumed competition after a one-year hiatus due to the COVID pandemic. So first off, within your reporting, how have Maryland Public High Schools dealt with this pandemic from an athletic perspective? So Maryland State Board of Education gave all schools that participate within MPSSAA, which is the state governing body of interscholastic athletics for public schools, gave each district the right to set their own COVID policies. At the time, the only school district that had announced that they would be mandating that their athletes get a vaccine or be regularly tested was Charles County past week, it has been an interesting involvement. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with parents as well as just what has happened since schools have reopened. First, we have Montgomery County announce that their student athletes would have to be vaccinated or get tested frequently. Kate Ryan covered that extensively for us at WTOP. And recently, Prince George's County Public Schools announced that they are flipping. Originally, when we started covering this, they had left it open as an option, but they were going to press on in encouraging students, especially athletes, to go get vaccinated. But now they have switched everything up. They have said student athletes older than 12 years old had to get vaccinated or undergo regular testing as early as next month to participate in fall athletics. So the reason they say older than 12 years old is Prince George's County is one of the few districts that still allows middle school athletics. Now they're gonna be requiring vaccines. This was a debate that we at WTOP were focused on trying to see what the climate was within the schools. And we got some interesting results when we spoke to athletes and coaches. So there was this shift last week and What do you think prompted it? I mean, was it just outbreaks that were being tracked throughout the school districts? And they're like, all right, this is this is where COVID is and we have to stop it. I think specifically for Prince George's County, two of the bigger things that happened was the preseason two football programs were shut down in the middle of August for a couple of days due to positive COVID cases within their programs. But the biggest incident happened week one of the season where Dr. Henry Wise High School, probably the most name recognized football team in the district, had to cancel their first game of the season. It's being postponed, but we don't have a rescheduled day at this time, but had to basically cancel their first game of their season for both JV and varsity against North Point High School. Wise's head coach, Delon Parrish, has already been adamant with us at WTOP that he really wanted everybody vaccinated. His whole coaching staff is vaccinated. Over 80% of his players have been vaccinated. So when you get the biggest school in your district whose name recognition is known nationwide for football, having a case, having to postpone their first game of their season, when that happens, people are going to be wondering, what is Prince George's County doing? to make sure that this doesn't happen to your Eleanor Roosevelt, even your smaller school, like your Parkdale's, your Blainsburg's, 
International High School of Langley Park, who's probably the smallest, but they have a good soccer program. What is Prince George's County going to do for those schools? So I think the pressure really got to them once Wise had postponed their game. What did Prince George's County athletes and their coaches have to say about COVID-19 and how they're trying to avoid it? So it's really split whether to get vaccinated or not get vaccinated. Just to stick on that side alone, the voice that I spoke to that was the most passionate was Coach Parrish from Dr. Henry Wise High School. He's been the head coach. They've been state champions multiple, multiple times. The stadium is named after him. For him, he said he spent the time in COVID self-reflecting if he has a life outside of football. You know, this is a man who played in college, played high school. He's gone through all the realms of the sport. And so when it came to this season, he had some self-doubt as to should they even play if there's no guarantee that there will be a season. So for me, it's very difficult. And, you know, not knowing, are we going to be able to finish this season? You get what I'm saying? I don't want to start and stop. I don't want to do that. So I'm very apprehensive and nervous. I want to play it on through. Life is a challenge and a struggle. And I just want to get through it. He doesn't want his kids to not have the opportunity to be seen by scouts. He doesn't want him or his staff getting sick or possibly even Mm -hmm. dying or the possibility of spreading that to someone else. On the other side, you have Parkdale High School and Riverdale for the boys soccer team, William Sam. He said, I personally would like and love for everyone to get vaccinated um, just so that, you know, we sort of have a peace of mind. Um, but I do understand, you know, I'm a very tolerant person. I, you know, I'm very tolerant to different beliefs. If you look at the group of boys we have, we have Muslims, spirits from like Sierra Leone, Liberia, who are Muslims, Afghanistan as well, who are Muslims. We have Christians of different denominations and stuff. So we definitely preach tolerance for people's beliefs and people's desires and stuff like that. And even when you talk to the athletes, they're also split as well. Of the athletes that you spoke to, Of those who got vaccinated, what were the reasons that were pushing them to to get the shot? Well, for instance, from Parkdale, one of their midfielders, Ed Turetta, he only got to play his freshman year and then COVID happened. So he missed out on a year of playing soccer. For him, it was basically... Well, I got my vaccine because I wanted to be safe and I just got my second dose. And well, the face mask situation, like I said, it's really hard to breathe through it, so people might not like follow the rules and some of them gonna take it off and I feel like everyone should be vaccinated and so everyone can be safe. For people like the two wise players that I spoke to, both of their responses were simple. We want to play. Like we missed out on playing. So for them, it was all about being able to get on the field. They're both seniors. They want to get a chance to fully represent their school before they go off to college. Both players have already committed to schools. One of them, Jaden Saray, who's quarterback, who's already committed to the University of Maryland. You know, he's been open about the fact that I took this vaccine so I could be safe as well as I can then play for my school one more final time. At first, it was just leave it alone. But now we just we realize how much it can affect our season. So. We as a group are kind of getting ready to everybody get the vaccine. I thought that that was interesting that this is basically the county's poster boy going out there and saying, hey, you should get vaccinated. Amar Thomas, who's a defensive end, his response was, look, we got to practice in the spring and a little bit at seven on sevens in the summer. I hated wearing a mask. 
while I played. And he wanted the ability to play without that restriction of a mask in your face. Like if you're a football player, think about it. You're already restricted wearing a helmet with a mask in front of it. And then you have another mask, a cloth mask in front of your mouth. You're already heavy breathing as is. So for him, it was all about, Hey, this is going to make my life easier as an athlete, just getting this off my face, <laughs> just having to focus on the play in front of me versus having to make sure I, I have something covering my mouth. I'm trying to imagine that and having a very difficult time. Cause I would probably, <laughs> I would probably just give up. I mean, I mean, think about it, Laura, you've told me in the past you play soccer. Could you imagine playing now two games a week that are competitive with a mask on your face? I played striker. I would have hated that where I'm wrestling with defenders and I'm trying to get my space and for a free kick or a corner kick. And, oh, I have this thing in my face. Like you're trying to jump in the air. Elbows are flying. What's even the rule if like the mask comes off to this place? Yeah. Up? So it, I could totally see where if I'm the athlete, I'm done with wearing a mask. I know. And I mean, to say I play soccer is incredibly generous. But yeah, there was a there was a period where really early on our league required masks on. And then as we've gone along, some people have them, some people don't. When you've talked to the teams and the players you've spoken to, has some people's choice to remain unvaccinated affected the players' interactions with one another? With the players, no. I think Retta was the best example for Parkdale where he said, we talk about it, you have to respect each other's opinion. However, he was concerned about where, and this is a junior saying this about some of his senior leaders, I'm concerned of where they get their information. When you hear that, you go, oh, so some people may be doing this for legit reasons. Others are probably being misinformed. We don't know where they get their information, but in preseason, it hadn't caused an issue. But when I asked Alon Parrish, the coach for Wise Football, he said his biggest problem is what if it comes into camp and then we have to postpone a game? You have players now feeling not resentment, but they're going to feel like they've tried everything they can, but they still can't get COVID out. And he wants there to be a vaccine policy because then it ensures that for them and their sake, even though we know about breakout cases, we tried everything possible to maintain everybody's safety. So I haven't spoken to any player as to when Wise got their exposure and forced the cancellation of their season opener. But from what I understand, players are very upset they weren't able to start the season. And they were the school that everybody was looking at. They're the last 4A state champions. Everybody has their eyes on them to reclaim glory. For this to have happened to start the season, it hurts the athletes who've been working really hard to get back on the field. And I'm wondering if you could speak more to the stakes. What are the stakes for these athletes? Sports is not, by all means, everything, but it's a large part of the high school experience and also creates opportunity in itself. Yeah, Thomas, for wise, he spoke about it that, you know, the hardest part about the pandemic was he had to work three times as hard than he would probably normally had to get recruited. And that's for a guy that plays in a school with multiple D1 athletes. When I spoke to the players at Parkdale, they were saying, hey, this is our chance to show ourselves as being recruited to top tier D2 schools or good level community colleges. For them, this is their chance to show themselves to go on to that next level and get a scholarship. Some of these kids are a part of backgrounds that it's very hard to make money to go to a college, let alone D1. 
And so for them, this is the chance to go to a higher level, to be recruited, whether it's your athletic dreams or your academic interests, going to a good school. I would hate it if every chance I had an opportunity to get a scholarship, it was stopped by this pandemic. And I wouldn't want to be in these players' shoes at all. But to them, that's why some of them got the vaccine. That's why some of them are here currently trying to play and get this season started. That's why they'll do whatever it takes, whether it's get vaccinated, get daily testing, they'll do what it takes to get that opportunity. For listeners who are thinking, will I be able to see high school ball? Will I be able to watch it? Is there any news about fan stadium restrictions, anything like that? Most counties are allowing fans in. As a matter of fact, I don't think I've found a county that won't let fans in. Masks are being required, so you would have to wear a mask. I would contact your local school just to be sure, but from what I understand, all schools are welcoming fans. Most of these venues have two side seating where you could sit one side or the other, so there's ample space. Just bring your mask and come on along. I think that's the one thing I do miss about covering high school sports myself is Friday night lights, going out there, the atmosphere, the kids jumping around and having a good time watching their classmates play. So yeah, if you're interested in going to see your alma mater or going to see your son, your daughter, as long as you have a mask, you should be fine. Prince George's County student athletes over the age of 12 must show proof of vaccination by October 15th in order to play fall sports. If they're not vaccinated, they will be required to undergo regular testing starting the following week. And in Virginia, Fairfax County Public Schools announced that all athletes over 16 years old are now required to get vaccinated for the winter and spring sports. Here's County Superintendent Scott Braybrand. The highest number of pauses affecting the largest number of kids was not in elementary school, but it was in our high school athletic programs with 40 kids at one high school, 100 kids at another. This episode was hosted and produced by me, Loris Vitalniak. And me, Luke Garrett. Our cover art was created by cartoonist Audrey Garrett, and our music is courtesy of Lockspeed. Join us next Monday as the world recovers. <laughs>